0: why hello there everyone it's a week of new movies and this week's offering brings us two movies with former saturday night live cast members forrest gump flies a plane and the belgians try their hand in animation it's the week of september 9th 2016 and this is future flicks I did that opening in one take that I'm, I'm really impressed with myself good good job me it usually takes me three or four times because speaking is difficult let's get right into the news we'll start with a sad story that actor john polito has died he was in such movies as miller's crossing barton fink and the big lebowski he was only 64 Five. and and that's just a shame he was he was a really good actor he was always that actor you've seen in movies that you go oh that guy that guy's really good he should really get a starring role and well he didn't have his share of times in the in the spotlight it wasn't as much as you know some of his co-stars in his movies but he definitely had a great career he had a fantastic career in fact with over let me see over 200 titles to his name that is amazing but he he will be missed. In other news, the Uncharted movie was pulled from the release schedule. It was set for a June 30th, 2017 release, but they're too far behind to even dream of that. The director has been changed about three times, I believe, and r- the rumors of Mark Wahlberg playing Nathan Drake were unfounded as the role has yet to be cast. There's no new release date announced yet. So I hope that they're going to take their time with this, because the Uncharted series was a fantastic series. I mean, I had some problems with 3. The story was still great, but the gameplay for 3 just kind of pissed me off. But 1 and 2 were amazing. Lastly, in the news, Daniel Craig has been offered $150 million to play James Bond for two more films. But so far, he hasn't agreed. Rumor has it that he is wanted to make two more movies because while he is making those movies the producers or you know company or whatever whoever is the mastermind behind this will be looking for a younger actor to play Bond who is also willing to do more films than Craig has been. So we'll see where they go with that and who they pick. I bet you whoever they pick there going to be tons of people that just hate the idea. Just like when Daniel Craig was announced, there were a whole slew of people who just hated the idea just because they thought, oh, this guy's not Bond. You know what happened next is Daniel Craig played the role and did it so well that that these last few Bond movies were some of the best ever. But that is it for the news. Let's go on. Two of the movies, starting with my pick of the week, which is, unfortunately, another movie that's probably going to get a limited release date. So, just like the weeks before, I have two picks. One that's my favorite, and another one that you'll probably be able to see. The first movie, and my top pick, is Other People. A man returns home to care for his dying mother after struggling to be a comedy writer in New York. This movie looks deep, and oh my god, how haven't I heard about this before? It looks fantastic. It stars Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad and Black Mass, Bradley Whitford from The West Wing, and Molly Shannon from Saturday Night Live. If you remember Saturday Night Live through the 90s and early 2000s at all, then you'll remember Molly Shannon. She was was a pivotal actress in that time frame. She even got her own movie with Mary Catherine Gallagher. You know, that Catholic schoolgirl who would always put her fingers under her armpits and smell them when she gets stressed. It wasn't a great movie at all, but she had some great roles. She really did. Molly Shannon actually crossed my mind not too long ago because I don't see a lot of her anymore. I really don't. She was huge during her SNL days. But after she left, I didn't see much of her. And it turns out she's still acting a lot, actually. She just does a lot of TV shows that I don't watch and TV movies that I don't even know exists. So maybe there are some of you out there who go, Oh yeah, she's still doing a million things. I love her. She's fantastic. And here I am sitting behind my mic in my office going, Oh, who is she again? But she's in this movie and this movie's coming out of nowhere, and it looks like she's giving an Oscar-worthy performance. I really don't think she'll be nominated, just because if you've heard me complain about the Oscars before, you'll know that I that it's a politics game where money speaks. And I don't think that this movie is going to be noticed for the Oscars. Who knows? Who knows? Unless the creators just... Squirreled away a bunch of their production money just to throw lavish gifts at the academy members. In that case, then maybe. But if her performance in this movie is anything like what the trailers showed, then she deserves some sort of recognition for this because it looks like she is doing an amazing job. The thing about movies like this is that they don't even allow hope to build, she's gonna die. No need for a spoiler alert because they tell you in the trailer. It's part of the plot. Okay, uh, that's, that's wrong, kind of. The, the hope part. That, that's a little wrong. They do allow hope to build, but just a different kind of hope. Hope in the form of living on through the legacy you leave behind. Hope in that your loved ones will come to terms with your death and be able to move on and find peace. Watch this trailer. It looks like it's going to be a heartwarming family dramedy that's just going to just going to tug at your heartstrings and just make the tears flow. But it looks beautiful. It looks like it's going to be a really good movie. So this is my pick. This is the one I want to see. But will I see it in theaters? Probably not. I've been far too busy to be able to see any movies lately with school starting, work, and, and all that jazz. But um, if I do see a movie, I want this one to be it. I really do. So my vote, my vote for this is you see this movie and you see it in theaters if you can. Next up is a movie called Demon. A man tears down an old barn when building a house and becomes possessed before his own wedding. This movie is based on the Dybbuk from Jewish legend. It's a wandering malevolent spirit that possesses a person until exercised. Demon is one of those artsy horror films. Uh, Kimber Myers from IndieWire says it echoes of Roman Polanski. High praise indeed, but I believe people invoke the name of Polanski a little too easily. A movie can just give off a Polanski-esque vibe and... Any any critic who watches the the, mo- the movie is gonna just want to throw down that name. Oh, this reminds me of Roman Polanski. How droll was that? The right use of droll? I don't I don't think it is. But whatever, it sounded it sounded fancy. I'm gonna go with it. I bet you this movie isn't going to use jump scares or anything like that. It will probably just try to set the, a mood of terror and imply all of the demonic stuff. You know, the exact opposite of the horror movies that are really popular now. This comes to us from Poland, so I have no idea what to expect. The most popular Polish film in America is The Pianist. But that wasn't just a Polish film. It was a co-production with France, the UK, and Germany as well. This movie definitely looks good, but not good enough to get your butt into a movie seat. This is the kind of movie, like I've said before about about a lot of horror movies that have been coming out recently, this is the type of movie that you should save for a Halloween marathon. It looks good, but not good enough to warrant any immediate action to go see it. So my vote for this one is check it out when you have a chance on DVD or streaming. But other, other than that, you can wait. Let's keep the horror train going with a movie called American Conjuring. The family moves into an abandoned orphanage, and they soon learn their charming orphanage has a disturbing history and are convinced they're not alone. Really? I mean, really? Have movies taught you nothing? Wow, this is a really good deal. Why? Oh, it used to be an orphanage. Well, nothing bad ever happens there. It's not like souls of dead children cling to the mortal plane via this creepy old house. The opening of the first trailer really bothers me because it starts out with this family. They're, they're mid move. They're mid move to this place. And the wife goes, so where'd you find this place? Or they're, they're talking about it. And why wasn't that a family decision? Why wasn't the wife part of this? What? This man just go, well, honey, I guess what I did, I bought a house. She's like, okay, let's move. I'm not going to ask any, any questions because it's important to the plot that I don't No, no, that, oh god no that's terrible it's been done so many times before don't do that if you if you any of you any of you people out there decide you want to make a movie and you want it to be a horror movie and it's gonna to, going to involve some creepy house don't, don't put a part like that in there it's not realistic it's stupid we don't live in the in the 40s or in, anymore we don't live back in the day where the man makes all the decisions and the woman just sits in the kitchen no 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 but uh, enough of that rant. Let's move on. So watch the official trailer and go to the one minute four second mark and look at the pose the woman is in. It looks like she's pretending she's a vampire, shielding herself from the light. The blocking in this movie is so unnatural and awkward that I'm wondering if it's if it was a choice by the director or if the actress is so uncomfortable in the role that she just you know decided to sit there like she's doing a nosferatu impression american conjuring looks like it has all the terrible tropes and not even well done it looks like someone's final project for film school like it has potential but too many pieces are missing the sound is bad the writing is poor the acting is subpar and the visuals oh there's something about the visuals that just doesn't look right it doesn't look like a movie you'd see in theaters it's probably a mix of lower quality cameras and other production equipment, but whatever it is, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look like a movie. All right, story time, children. I was in a theater, and I was expecting to watch the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, and a different movie started playing. It was some ghetto vampire movie, and the guy who loves her, and that movie had the same audio-video issues that American Conjuring had. I really wish... I really wish I could remember the name of that movie because it was it it started out with this very poorly written overview of everything you have to know and then the movie just starts So it doesn't start the way a traditional movie does. It has a narrator explain everything, who this woman is. Oh yeah, she's a vampire. Oh, she loves this dude. Oh, they live in the ghetto. Let's start the movie now. What the hell? Who writes like that? You know what that is? You know what that really is? Is the beginning of a TV show where it says previously on Ghetto Vampire. I don't know how, but movies like this get made and actually get theater release dates. And it blows my mind oh and by the way american conjuring what kind of name is that not once during the trailer did it show anyone conjuring anything well you know what they were conjuring they were conjuring a bad movie so here's my vote you stay away and you conjure yourself up a better movie that's what you do If any of you beautiful listeners are keeping track you will realize that i never gave you my second pick that's because i'm waiting for the second half to give you the second pick that is a lie i completely forgot about the second pick i have the notes here but they're out of order because of weird reasons so i skipped it entirely so i do have a second pick but we'll get to it after the break so let's finish up this first half with another scary ish movie this is called the disappointments room family moves into a new house and a mother finds a locked room in the attic. She slowly becomes obsessed with opening it, making her family concerned about her and that she's losing her mind, again. She unleashes an unimaginable evil when she's finally able to open the door. I was really worried at first, because with a name like The Disappointments Room, I thought it was going to be a movie about my bedroom during high school. But (laughs) Badum! But seriously, what's with these movies about families moving into spooky houses? DON'T MOVE INTO SPOOKY HOUSES! If my girlfriend ever says, Billiam, I found the perfect house for us. It's everything we've always wanted. You know what my first question will be? It will be, is it a spooky ass house? If she says yes, then the answer is no. And by the way, she doesn't, she says nothing like that. I just am very bad at doing impersonations of women. So sweetie, I'm sorry. When you listen to this, I am sorry. But back to the movie. This stars everyone's favorite vampire Kate Beckinsale from the Underworld series, Lucas Till who played Havoc in the the latest X-Men movies, and Michaela Con- Conlin from the televised form of waterboarding called Bones. Okay, seriously, it's it's rant, it's rant time cuz Bones is a really really bad show. Each episode is the same. It's a group of Mary Sue scientists with a cop with a good heart and they solve crimes using voodoo witchcraft. Bones herself is a terrible character because the show has been on for over on for over 10 years and she still doesn't know how to communicate with people which means that she has some sort of mental disorder like Asperger's or highly functioning autism and then they're using that for a running gag in the show which is not cool. All the jokes are the same. The characters are stagnant and anytime they want to do anything interesting on the show they kill someone. In fact they, they killed the only character worth a damn on the entire show. But this isn't about that show. Let's move on to something less crappy. Back to the disappointments room. I get the feeling from the trailer that this movie could go one of two ways. The first is that there's some seriously spooky stuff behind the door. Or mom really is going crazy and this is all her delusion. And I like the fact that I can't tell which one is going to be from the trailer alone. I really like that. I hope that it is the second one cuz that would be more interesting than just a, you know, another cursed room. How many how many movies have there been where some family moves into a house, opens a room they shouldn't have, and oh my god, it's Satan. Satan all up in your face. So it'd be cooler if she was crazy the whole time. I would really like that. That being said, this movie has been done before. It feels like movies like Skeleton Key and things like that, where, where obsession builds over a house, like Amityville Horror and things like that. My vote for this one is pass. It, it, just, it just doesn't look worth it. It looks better than American Conjuring, but that's not very hard to do. Sure, this could be entertaining. Kate Beckinsale is usually very reliable when it comes to movies. Even her bad movies are, are entertaining. You know what? Just like Demon, you could put this one on your Halloween movie marathon list if you so choose. And my friends, my dear listeners, it is time for the break. And it is time for that word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. So please give a listen to Danger's awesome announcer voice as I get myself another drink. And we'll be back after the break. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. Next up on our list of movies this week is my second pick, and this is the one that will be more readily available in theaters because it stars Tom Hanks, which means everyone's going to have it. Unless it's hologram for the king, there were actually quite a few theaters in my area that didn't carry that one, and I was surprised. How dare you not carry our lord and savior of movies, Tom Hanks. Let's move on to Sully. Sully is about Chelsea Sullenberger, who glided a plane into the Hudson River after it malfunctions, saving all 155 souls on board. I remember when this happened. I remember watching the reports and thinking to myself that someone was going to make this into a movie. Little did I know that Clint Eastwood would pick it up and throw Tom Hanks into the mix. This movie stars, like I already said, typewriter enthusiast Tom Hanks, Also has Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad, Laura Linney from John Adams, Aaron Eckhart from Thank You for Smoking, and Jerry Ferreira from Entourage. Let's take a quick time out for my movie recommendation of the week. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to drop everything and watch Thank You for Smoking. Thank You for Smoking is a satirical comedy that follows the machinations of Big Tobacco's chief spokesman Nick Naylor, who spins on behalf of cigarettes while trying to remain a role model for his 12-year-old son. This stars Aaron Eckhart, J.K. Simmons, William H. Macy, and Robert Duvall it was a fantastically funny and disturbingly real movie. And a look at how big tobacco made it for so long until we really started moving against them. I still think, I still believe that's every American's right to smoke if they want to, as long as you're of 18 years, or I think 21 years in California now of age, but it's still not the smart choice. And it wasn't until we started electing people who wouldn't listen to all these lobbyists so easily that that all the awful awful consequences of cigarettes came to light but this was a fantastic movie you should really watch it it's more than just a satire on the relationship between the cigarette industry and the government it really is a great movie about being a better person and just working for the cigarette company alone didn't make Aaron Eckhart a bad person But please watch the movie if if you want to see what really made him not that great and his struggle to become better. It was fantastic. But back to the movie at hand, which is Sully. This looks like the type of movie that I would love to watch, but from my couch and not in a theater. It just doesn't look worth it, especially because we've seen it all before. Sure, we, we may not have seen what it looks like or what it looked like, that is, for people in the plane. So that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool to watch the the plane go down God, I feel like a real jerk saying that it would be cool to watch the plane go down but they survived so it's fine I can say it and it's a movie I can say it it'd be pretty cool to watch the visual effects of it going down but still we we know we know what happened the only thing the movie is going to add is this point of view of the captain himself so on that point On that point, it is gonna be very interesting to see how it affected the man that saved all those lives and how different people came after him, even though he did a good thing. But as good as this movie looks, it wasn't enough to make it my number one pick. This had to fall to my secondary pick, my pick that would be more available for more people. This looks like a safe bet with Clint Eastwood at the helm and Tom Hanks in the pilot seat. Get it? That is a plain joke. You are welcome. This movie is such a safe bet that you could just wait, and if no other current movies interest you, you could just go and see it in theaters, and you'll probably like it. Because, my God, it's Tom Hanks. Name a movie. Okay, if you can do this, I, I no one responded to my last one, at least, oh, I don't think. I didn't check SoundCloud. I checked the somewhat nerdy site, and I didn't see anything. But if you responded to my last question, I am really sorry, and I will try to look at all the places that you could have possibly commented to find it, but... If you're listening to this one and you can think of a movie that Tom Hanks did that was just utter crap that at the very least he wasn't good in, leave please leave it in a comment. And if I haven't seen it, I will watch it and I will, and I will give you all the props if you are right. Props, propellers, another plain joke, I'm on fire. Not really though because that would hurt. My vote is watch this movie. But just ask yourself if it's worth the price of a ticket. You know what was really fantastic is that last joke as bad as it was, was totally unscripted. Because I, d- I don't have a, f- a script I read from. I make notes to remind myself what to talk about. And I just shoot off the cuff from that, which is why sometimes it works really well. And sometimes I come off as a little kerfuffled, if that's a word. <laughs> but that one worked. Oh, that was golden. I'm not going to get one of those for a while, aren't I? It's going to be episode 50, and then I'll get a really good one. Oh, that's a shame. Let's get on with our next movie, shall we? With When the bow Breaks. A couple turns to surrogacy to have the baby they've always wanted, but things turn dangerous when the surrogate becomes obsessed with them. I, I like the look of this movie and I don't like the look of this movie. Allow me to explain. What I like about this movie is that it has a primarily black main cast without relying on stereotypes and want to know what I'm talking about, just look at any Tyler Perry movie. I'm not saying that people who embody stereotypes don't exist, but I'm saying that the movie shouldn't go for the easy joke or the easy way out. Now, I don't like this movie because it seems like a weird combination of Obsessed and Single White Female. If you've never seen Obsessed, it was a movie from 2009 starring Beyoncé and Idris Elba with Ali Larder as the crazy one and Single White Female was from 1992, starring Bridget Fonda, Jennifer Jason Leigh, and Steven Weber. This movie stars Morris Chestnut from V, Nurse Jackie, and Rosewood, and Regina Hill from Scary Movie. You know what? Okay, I just don't want to talk about this movie anymore. The praise I did have for it was horribly overshadowed by the downside. Morris Chestnut, was quoted as saying that Jazz Sinclair, a relative newcomer and the woman who plays the crazy pants surrogate, carries the movie. I'm sorry, what was that, Mr. Chestnut? One of the main characters and the one whose mental breakdown is the whole reason for the plot carries the movie? You don't say. My vote is you pass on this one unless there's something about it that really speaks to you and goes, I'm going to be a great movie and you should watch me. Other than that, you skip it like a jump rope on a playground. Next on our list is the wildlife. A group of animals is living the good life on an island until a ship crashes and maroons a young man. They help out this new creature and eventually help him battle pirates. No, 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 no. Finding Dory is probably still playing somewhere, right? I I bet it has to be. Secret Life of Pets? How about that? Sing is coming out later this year. Can you wait for that? No, 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 no. This movie looks stupid. This film was originally called Robinson Crusoe, but the title changed probably to attract children, but also has the added benefit of making the movie more honest because it has nothing to do with Robinson Crusoe. I've mentioned before that I think it's perfectly fine if a movie is inspired by something but just goes off and does their own thing, but this is not at all what I was talking about. They're just taking some stupid idea for some stupid animated animals and throwing in a beloved character from literature into the mix and going, okay, we're making a movie. Herp derp, There we go. This is actually a Belgian animated film, and I'm going to leave it at that, because I don't know much about Belgian cinema. So I won't hold this movie against them, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt, because I am a nice guy. The characters are just gigantic stereotypes, with my favorite one, a Tapir, Tapir, T-A-P-I-R, Tapir, who's totally not a big ghetto woman talking about curves, making her beautiful. Okay, side note, this isn't a comment on the positive body image movement. This is a comment on the two-dimensional character created for the film. The trailer makes it look like they're using it for laughs, which is kind of mean. My vote, because I'm already done with this, my vote is avoid this like sponsors avoid Ryan Locke. Okay, that, that movie was kind of a low point in, in this in this uh, podcast, right? I, I, I really hate it on this one. So I'm going to step it up a bit, and then I'm going to end with a big finish. Are you ready for that? I'm going to end with a big finish. Next up is Brother Nature. Oh, okay. That scared the hell out of me. I'm on the second story, and there's this gigantic moth, this demon seed, bouncing against the window because I have the lights on. It sounded like someone tapping on the window and scared the goddamn. Oh, oh, I hate mobs. Oh, okay. Let's move on. The next movie is Brother Nature. A politician plans to propose to his girlfriend while on vacation with her family. What he didn't account for is his girlfriend's eccentric brother. This stars Gillian Jacobs from Community, Taryn Killian, or Killiam from Saturday Night Live, Bobby Monahan from Saturday Night Live, and Bill Pullman from movies like Independence Day. I've seen this movie before, a million times. This feels like the writers really liked movies like What About Bob and The Great Outdoors, so they decided they'd try and recreate it with current Saturday Night Live cast members. I I, I know I already did my pick, or my, my random movie suggestion of the week, but if you haven't seen What About Bob, give that one a shot. It is this fantastic, okay, it's not really fantastic, it's just my nostalgia talking, but it's this really funny movie with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss, so just check it out. Check that. That's that's another suggestion. Check that one out. Anyway, I bet you that this is going to be a funny movie, but I don't think I'd ever make time to see it. If my eye holes ever stumble across this film while channel surfing, and this was on TV, then I'd probably watch it. But other than that, I don't think I'd make a lot of time. The trailer alone was full of tired jokes and and ancient slapstick routines and only one scene in the whole thing made me laugh and that was just a ha that kind of laugh it was a few lines exchanged between Kumail Nanjiani and Bobby Monahan. and you know what I'm disappointed I am disappointed because I like this cast a lot the people in the cast have done really good work and I know they can do better, but this is a Lauren Michaels production so he probably had enough funds just to throw money at these people to appease them to make them do this mindless comedy. My vote for this one is pass because I bet you I'm going to guess I'm going to guess the ending right now. The ending is that the politician is going to eventually propose to his girlfriend After some problem arises because he doesn't get along with the girlfriend's family. So they're going to make up, he's going to make up for it and propose. And either he is going to learn to love the family or the eccentric brother who causes all the problems is going to realize his part in it and change. So one of those two things is going to happen. I call it right now. But my vote for this one is pass. Pass on this and go see something else. But for the last movie, I saved a really good one, and that's this is not even a sarcastic really good one. This is a movie called Kicks. Fifteen-year-old Brandon doesn't have much, but he hopes that a pair of new Air Jordans will change everything. He manages to get his hands on a pair and notices how things start to turn around. It doesn't take long for the shoes to draw unwanted attention, and he gets robbed. Brandon decides he's going to get his shoes back and starts out on a dangerous quest through Oakland to get them back. This. This is going to be one of those movies that just blows people away. It, it'll be one of those films that doesn't get a lot of people watching it, but those who do will see it and rave about it, just like Fruitvale Station. Kicks is called a dramedy, but I feel that its main focus will be on the drama aspect. The movie looks dark Gritty and terrifyingly real. A kid living in the hood gets jumped for his shoes. That part alone breaks my heart. That shoes are enough to do that. I mean, that's not part of my culture. I have some OSHA-certified Skechers I wear for work, and just some regular leather shoes that I wear on my days off. That's it. I've I've never walked down the street and felt threatened because someone's going to kick my ass for some Skechers. But. Air Jordans and the sneaker culture is so is such a big deal for them that that could be a thing. I have a friend that loves sneakers that recently dropped. God, it was almost three hundred dollars? Was it four hundred dollars on two pairs of sneakers? And good, good for him. That's his thing. Good, good for him. But for me. I instead spent that money on a mechanical keyboard that's coming soon uh, I spent that on oh yeah I bought a hotel room with bot I got a hotel room with the money that someone spent on these sneakers god that just breaks my heart they just uh, the idea of some kid getting these the shoes of his dreams and getting robbed for them but you know what things like that do happen maybe not all the time but it happens this stars Jaquin Gilroy, or Gilroy, G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. He plays Brandon, and I hope this kid gets noticed, because from the trailer alone, it looks like he delivers a fantastic performance. I don't see this movie having a happy ending. I really don't. Because how many movies are out there about life in the ghetto that have a happy ending? There are hardly any. What I like about this movie is that it's real, but it's not high and mighty about it. It doesn't present it as some holier-than-thou artistic art house movie. It just goes, here, here's the movie we have made. This is it. Uh, it does have some feeling of, of fantasy about it, just because a kid always dreams about being an astronaut, and there's an astronaut, you know, he he sees an astronaut offering, offering him the shoes, and, and then it snaps back to reality, which gets dark. This movie looks like it has fantastic performances not just from Ja King but from everyone else involved and I really want to see it I'm going to see this it is on my list and I'm already willing and ready to dish out the money just to buy it when it comes out I am that certain it is going to be good but it just wasn't but you know what in hindsight this should have been one of my picks you know what it is I'm gonna I'm gonna have three picks this week I'm like three count them One, two, three. Because this is going to be the third one. This movie looks really good and I don't think that this is going to get a wide release at all. If you have an indie theater in your area then you'll probably get to see it. But other than that just keep your eyes open for it for if it hits Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or any of those or just buy it when it comes out. I'm excited for this film though I still think other people look looks better but this movie looks like it's going to be one to remember. And that's where I'm going to leave it this week, folks, because that's it for the movies. This was kind of a slow week. Uh, there, It did have Kicks and Other People, two movies I'm really excited for, as well as Sully, which looks like it's going to be good, but didn't get me riled up like, like the first and last movie I talked about did. But that's it. That's it for now. So I'm going to call it a night, and I'm going to leave you with some information. That information is my email, Reviews at gmail.com throw me a line if you have questions comments if you just want to say hi if you want to tell me how you think i can improve or if you want to tell me i'm doing a great job i would appreciate that you can always follow me on twitter billiam swn that's b-i-l-l-i-a-m-s-w-n i don't tweet as much as i would like to though i'm seriously i'm seriously trying to tweet more so let's hope that that works I'm trying to work on a Facebook page. Starf Chris asked me or or said it might be a good idea to have one. So I've been trying to work on it. And um, well, it's still sitting there. It's a thing, but there's there's nothing to it yet. So you keep your eyes open on the Somewhat Nerdy page for that. And speaking of Somewhat Nerdy, do not forget to check out our website. I'm going to try and do more writing because my my time has been eaten up by this podcast. Because it takes me about three to four days to make one. And with the other days when I'm not making this, I just want to relax or hang out. Don't forget to hit up our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. They do a fantastic podcast that I... I enjoy so much and I really wish I could be a part of it. Also check out the the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Critter is in that. It is not as family friendly as this podcast or the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast but it is hilarious and they, God, ah, they're some fun guys. So check that out. So allow me to leave you with my usual words that my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, go out into the world and do your thing but no matter where life takes you, Just make some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off.